Welcome everyone to the Magen Abraham Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Samach Bet. We will begin on Daf Samach Bet Amud Aleph at the words Amarava. Says the Gemara, Amarava. Rava says, Hanoten dinar zahav leisha. If you give a dinar zahav to a woman, ve'omerla and you tell her, Hisariba, be careful. Shel kesef. This is silver. Now you lied to her. You told her it's silver, but it was gold. What happened after that? His kito. Let's say it got what? No, just to watch. Right? Why did he say less? It could be he didn't want to steal it. I don't know why. Whatever reason. So his kito, if she takes it and she throws it into the fire, or throws it to see. She pays for Dina Zahab. Why does she pay for Dina Zahab? Because he can tell her, listen, who, what do you, what do you, what right do you have to break my stuff? Who told you to touch my stuff? Pashaba, if he, if she was negligent, then she only has to pay silver. She can tell him, she can say, I accepted. I accepted to do a golden, uh, a silver one, not a gold one. And therefore, she's only paying for the silver. Silver. You're all learning this in the, from Rabbah. We're learning from the Mishnah. It says in the Mishnah, if I sell you wheat and you covered it with barley, If I sell you wheat and you cover it with barley, we had that case. We had the, the case of watching the wheat you cover it with barley, right? What's the halacha? And I'm going to you pay the barley, but what? Alma, we see Alma, the two to the same thing. It's the same thing as the Mishnah. Just like you could say that I only accepted to watch barley, so to here, I could say I only accepted to watch silver. Amarav, uh, two lines before the wide lines. Amarav, Rav says, Shemat mil to the Rabbi Yehuda, I heard something about from, from Rabbi Yehuda, and I don't know what it is. Amashmul, you mean, you think that Abba, meaning Rav, Shmuel is Rav's uh, colleague, and, but junior colleague. He says, you think Abba, Rab doesn't know what he heard from Yehuda. This Yehuda makes you chayav 
on something that was hidden by fire, right? He, when you have something hidden in a haystack, still What does that mean? Asu tana. This is because asu takanat nigzal be'esho. The rabbis made the takana of a nigzal with the fire. What does that mean, takanat of the nigzal? Just like the rabbi said that when someone has something stolen from him, let's say guy we catch Reuven stealing from Shimon, he stole a wallet and it gets lost and we kill it and we, we know he stole it, but we don't know how much money was in it. Takanat Nigzal is that we allow the Nigzal to swear that it was $1,000 in the wallet and it gets $1,000. Similarly here, we allow the guy who hid the court of Yehuda, who says that you are chayav on something that's tamun in, in a thing, he'll say that we made that Takanat Nigzal. That's what Yehuda had said. Okay? Bayamema, maybe that's the question. Asu Takanat Nigzal Masur Allah. Let's say a guy is more sad his friend and gives his uh, money or his house to the government. And now we're prosecuting him for it. Do we make Takanat Nigzal that we let the guy swear how much it's worth or not? I'll leave with the mandam and Lord Dindinigami Loti Bailach. According to the one who says that we don't do Garmi, there's a few different levels of causative damage. There's grama or yepatur. There's actual damage you have, and there's garmi, which is somewhere in between a grama and a garmi, where you cause it to happen. So there's machloka whether we dain dina de garmi, whether betin is allowed to prosecute garmi cases. When we go to the government and make you make them take your stuff, that's Garmi. So if we, if we hold it, you're not allowed to judge Garmi cases. Then there's no question. You're not going to you're not going to judge this case either at all. And there's no question whether or not whether or not you could allow the guy to swear how much it's worth. Because even if we know how much it's worth, we're not going to make you pay because we don't judge Garmi cases. Well, the question is according to one who says we do judge Garmi cases. Do we? Do the rabbis also make a takanat exile that you can swear how much it's worth? And he can swear and take it, or oh, oh, they didn't make it. Teku, he might as well take So, how is it? What's the question? So, how is he Garmi over here? He's Garmi because I didn't damage you. I just mentioned you to the the soldier who was walking down the street and he decided to come and take your stuff. I was, the guy was walking down the street and said, Oh, did I tell you? There's a real rich guy here. Shimshin, you know that. All Iranians are rich. Oh, yeah. And he walks into the house and he takes you while he walks out with it. Okay? Now, um, if you hold it, you mean, listen, I, 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 but if I didn't touch you, I was just talking. Or we say, no, we, if we hold it, then you can get But the question is, the take is, assuming we do, do we trust you how much it's worth? Maybe he'll come back and say, by the way, I, in my house I had 50 million diamonds from Persia, actually, worth, you, you said I was rich? Hey, you know something? I had all the Shah's diamonds in my house. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you owe me 50 billion dollars. Do we trust you? Uh, I see. You understand? Do we, do, 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 that's coming up now. How there was a guy, he kicked his friend's wallet, 
Shadi Benaira went to the river. The owner came and he says, you know, I'll tell you how much is in the wallet before you pay me. This is how much it was. Yeti Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi sat down, Vikamayin, but he checked it. Kiyah Gavna Mai, what's the Alchayam? Ravina, Rav Acha, Rav Ravina told Rav Acha, Rav's brother, Ramilan, some say it wasn't Ravina, it was Rav Acha, Rav Acha, Rav's son, the Rav Ashi, Lav Hainu Matitin, isn't that the same case as Mishnah? If you like the Bidah, that you pay what's in it, because it's normal for the people to leave it in their houses. So, so therefore, here too, you should be able to say how much was in the wallet and pay. Amale said back to him, if he's claiming that there was money in it, it's true. Here he's claiming it was a diamond. My, what do we say? Do we say, well, it's normal for people to leave a diamond in a wallet? And if so, we'll believe him. Taka, whatever it is. Although, maybe we say, no, you can't say you left a diamond in a wallet because no one leaves diamonds in wallets. Just like we wouldn't trust you if you said, I put a diamond, uh, there was a, you know, the guy has flour and he says, oh, in my flour is full of all my diamonds. But I can trust you because that's weird. So, Ola, take away, take on that. Amalei Rav Yemer Rav Ashi, Tain Kasda Kasba Bebira. If a guy claimed that in his apartment there was a silver cup, my, do we believe him? Amalei told him, Chazina, we check. Ian Shamid, who, if he's a wealthy guy, the Itle Kasda Kasba, who will own a, a, a silver cup, Inami, or even if he's not a rich guy, if he's an Inish Mahamra, he's a trustworthy guy. That people will leave a silver cup by him. Mishtaba Shakili could swear and take it. But if he's not either rich or trustworthy, we don't go that far and assume that a guy who's not rich had a silver cup. Interesting. We go, you know, there could be guys who are um, just shy and they don't tell people what they have. And then when they lose their stuff, he can't get it. Because we don't believe that you're that rich. He was so quiet that no one believes that he's rich. What's the between a gazlan and a chamsan? A chamsan pays money for the things he takes. A gazlan takes without paying. If he gives the money, is he called a chamsan? Didn't Ravuna say that if you force someone to sell something, it's a good sale? So why is he called a chamsan? He's paying. If the guy says, I wanted, if after you force him, he says, no, I'm, I'm okay with selling. Then you're not a chamsan. But if the guy doesn't say he wants, he's just taking a pay for it, then you're a chamsan. You forced the guy to say that, said that you want to sell it. No, you didn't force it, but you, 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 took, you grabbed it and you paid for it. But the guy said afterwards, if they put, if they put a gun in, in, in his face and tell him, okay, tell me you want to sell it. Like these mafias, they do, like they, they force the guy to. This suki is really coming up in, in, in Babatia.
to take his wife and, and his family as hostage and then you understand me this one no no it's not that type we, we, we just, we're just dealing with the stuff I, I'm trying to get the guys the guy has a painting he doesn't want to sell I'm grabbing I give him the, how much do you want for it okay the guy agrees okay so I'll take I'll take uh, the money, uh, this price for it the guy agrees to pay but he didn't really want to sell okay let's see the new Mishnah if you have a spark that went away, went out from under the hammer, you guys a blacksmith, and a hammer comes out and the spark comes out, busy can cause damage. he has to pay. You have a camel that went that that had extra um, had straw sticking out. The straw went on fire from the candle of the storekeeper and it lit up an apartment building so the candle is chayaf but if the, if the storekeeper put his candle outside then the, then the storekeeper is chayaf because he wasn't going to leave it outside it's not, you know if it, the, the camel owner has the right to pass in the street with a camel but it, if you overload your camel that's going in private property then it's your problem but if and if the candle is outside where it's not supposed to be, where the camel owner is supposed to be, then the camel owner is the, and the store owner is chayav. But, Rabbi Yudah, Omer b'nei Chanukah patur. Yudah says that if it's a Chanukah candle, then he's patur. Because you're allowed to leave outside. Says the Gemara, I'm a Ravina. Ravina says, Mishmei de Rav, Hashmami namad Rabbi Yehuda, ne'er Chanukah mazwan l'chamim betoch asadam. We see from here that Nehr Chanukah has to be with intent of Achim on the ground. Why? If you allow to put it above Tent of Achim on the ground, if a Nehr Chanukah is kasher, above Tent of Achim off the ground, let the camel owner say, Who told you to put it so low? Get a big tall ta- ladder that's higher than camels and put it there. If it's kosher, no, I have to do. I have to do my mitzvah chalukah. You didn't have to do it so low. Must be you have to do it low. We we can prove from here that you must put your your chalukah candle low, and that's why you're patur when you have near Hanukkah. But if you had a choice, put it higher or low, and you could have put it. Higher than the camels, and you chose to put it lower. Why are you patrukas near Chanukah? Mm-hmm. Must be, ask me low. That's the statement of Ravina. You with me or no? Yeah, yeah. Must be, you have to put it with Tokhasara. I'm reason no. Look, no. Really, you're to put it above 10. My Amrit. So, what are you going to say back to that? I should have put above above the camel and the rider. Nah, came in the mitzvah. Once you're doing a mitzvah, the rabbis are not going to bother you to put it up, and therefore I can put it low, even though I could put it high. I'm still patur. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, that means it has to be lower than ten tefachim. Rabbi Yehuda says you're patur near Charka. We thought that that meant. That you have to put it within ten tefachim, but in fact, it's not so. Right. So, Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold if it's more than ten tefachim; it, it's it, it's not a mitzvah. 
The way we're saying now, that's not what we're saying. Right. We're not saying that. We're saying that it's allowed to be below 10. It's allowed to be over 10. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. Solomon? 